Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we thank you just for your love for us. We thank you to the opportunity to gather as your people, and we thank you for your word. So Lord, we pray that as we let this moment move by, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So today we are concluding our stewardship series, and uh, I, I pray that as we have moved through this series, that it helped you to, to really think about how you can share the love of God with others. I, I shared in the narrative budget a story. It was a story about how Trace and I, we get up at uh, 6 o'clock every morning, and uh, we, we go for a walk. Sometimes we just walk out our living room if it's way too cold or, or rainy outside, or we have a normal route that we take on uh, our little walk uh, in the morning to try to get about 5,000 steps in before the day gets started, so hopefully getting up to uh, 10,000 steps is a little bit easier for us to do. But while we were doing that, I, I noticed one thing. Um, it was the middle of October, and it was just really, really dark. You know, I, I know that it started to get darker because, you know, we're, we're the, the whole daylight savings time, and we were losing light, or, or the, the, the sunlight was getting lighter in the day, and, and actually, Trace and I, we bought these little uh, armbands that light up that way make sure we don't get hit by a car while we're walking out in the neighborhood. And, but, but for some reason, this particular Wednesday seemed to be a whole lot more darker than, than I, I recognize or, or remember. So we're, we're walking along, we're just going around our normal route, and then we, we, we take this one turn and we're facing directly east. And, and, you know, I wish I could say, oh, it was just it was this beautiful sunrise, you know, the, all the colors, which we see every once in a while on a sunrise, but, but we didn't have that this morning. And maybe because it was just still way too early for that to happen. But, but the thing that I noticed is that there was just this small, thin light right on the horizon. And as I'm walking, I'm looking at that, just thinking about that, just... It's something that just really, really stuck in my mind that morning during that walk. And then Wednesdays, as you know, we have our Wednesday noon prayer uh, where I'm here in the sanctuary. And if anybody wants to come and pray, they're welcome to come and pray. You know, I I follow a a schedule when I pray, but, um, you know, people have come in and out and everything. And, And while I'm praying, I heard something. Now, it's not, it wasn't an audible a voice or anything that was telling me that it was just like a, a something that, that I felt like God was telling me. And, and the thing that God was telling me 
that that Wednesday during the prayer time was like, Chris, I know. That the past two years, basically, have been extremely dark. Been hard. It's been extremely difficult. But I want you to know that 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 beam of light that you saw right there on the horizon, my light is coming. My light is coming for you, and it's coming for the church, it's coming for the community, and you will see it. Now, just to let you know, this is me kind of extrapolating it on here a little bit, it's going to still seem dark. That, that darkness will be around you, but you have this promise that my light is there with you and my light will help shine through the darkness so that more people will experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ in a way that hasn't been seen before. So I've thought about that a lot over the past few weeks. And I thought about a lot about what that means for our church, what that means for me and my ministry, what that means for our whole community. And all of it comes down to, I think, this particular message in our series about commitment. Now, we have to be clear of what this commitment is all about. This commitment isn't about being a bigger church. It isn't a commitment about having grander and better things. The commitment is all about the, the very first passage that we shared during this stewardship campaign from Matthew 6, 33, which we'll have on the screen. These familiar words from Jesus where, where he tells his disciples and he tells each and every one of us, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you or, or given to you as well. You know, we live at a time and place where, where following Christ follows along basically three C's that, that we've been talking about over the past few weeks. You know, first and foremost, there is this competition and if you're like me, you can see how that competition continues to grow. It feels like week after week after week. You know, who are you going to serve? What are you going to do? And then we have this challenge. And the challenge that we have as we become members of this particular congregation is that how will we follow Christ with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And how do we make that as a bold statement as we move forward together as the body of Christ? And today is all about commitment. And if you're like me, you can understand that there are many different levels of commitment. There are many different ways that we can take a look at commitment. I was actually reading an article this past week about commitment, about how there's like these four different stages of commitment. There's like a, a commitment where it's just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to play around with it. I'm, I'm going to tinker with it here or there, and, and, and that'll be my, my, uh, my, my commitment to this. 
then, then there may be just a little bit more of a deeper and then a deeper until there is a fully devoted commitment to what you are doing and, and how you are, 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 are following a certain aspect. And that got me to think about one of my favorite hobbies. And if you follow me on social media, you, you, you've seen it. It has to do with this little red Kamado Joe that I have in my backyard. A Kamado Joe is a, it's a kind of a smoker. You, know, you may be more familiar with a big green egg, but, but I, oh, I love this grill. And, and, and when I got this grill, it was kind of around that, that playing around thing. You know, it, it was so easy to, to go inside, you know, make up some hamburger patties, fire up the grill, get it to get a temperature, just throw those hamburger patties on, you know, wait till you cook, flip it. And then you, you take them off the fire and you put them in, you, you close it down and you're good. You know, that, that is a time of type of commitment. You know, it's a, a, the, the time and everything. But then... I got a couple of accessories that, that went with it that, that allowed me to do some other things like actually start to smoke stuff. And, and one of the things that I'll be doing this on Thursday, I'll be pulling out this 15 pound turkey and uh, brining it all together and sticking it on there and smoking a turkey for Thanksgiving. And I'm so looking forward to that. But then I realized I, you know, I'm still not fully understanding and getting it. So I, I found this guy on YouTube. His, uh, his channel is uh, Smoking Dad Barbecue. And, and he, I, I, I tell you, his setup and everything, he has like the big Joe. He has the classic Joe. He has the, the Joe Jr. He has the, uh, the, the pellet Joe. He has the, the kettle Joe. All of these different Kamado Joes or type of stuff that he has that he cooks on. And he helps us learn what to do with them. And I learned something that is just absolutely exquisite called the reverse sear steak. And I mentioned that in your early service. Tracy was her early service. is like, oh yeah, that is just awesome. But it causes, or, or you have to have a little bit more of a commitment to do that. It's not just throwing the steak on the grill, you know, flipping it over a couple of times and then eating it. It's actually learning and understanding what it is that you have to do. There's a whole bunch of other things in our life that are like that too, isn't there? You know, I have a TikTok account and I've seen a TikTok account on uh, iPhones, the little tricks and tr stuff on the iPhone. You know, I, I do just good enough to play a couple of games on there and make phone calls and texts, but you know, there are all of these different tricks that if you really dug into it, you can make your phone do almost anything that you wanted it to do. But it makes me wonder, how do we do that with our walk with God? What What is our commitment level in following Christ? Do we just dabble around with it here or there and, you know, maybe just show up for worship and, you know, get, get our Jesus on for an hour and then we're good for the week? Do we volunteer at our Daily Bread Food Pantry or, or maybe some other ministries? Do we teach and everything? And I'm not trying to say, trying to guilt people into doing things, but the fact of the matter is, I think if we really listen to the words of, of Jesus Christ, 
we can see that when we just dabble around in our faith, we don't fully grasp and understand what it is that, that Jesus has for us. A prime example of that is in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, that's the, the passage where we hear Jesus say, you know, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but, but through me. But there's so much more that, that is happening within that chapter. The disciples are, are, are just, their minds have been blown because Jesus is talking about him, him going to heaven. And, and they're wondering exactly what they are going to do about it. Thomas, one of my favorite disciples, he, he like raises his hand, God, we have no idea what you're talking about, Lord. Okay, can you explain it to us? And Jesus shares with them about how what they see Christ, they see the Father, and, and then he comes to this scripture in John chapter 4, John chapter 14, verse 12, where he says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. So, so, so did you hear that? Jesus is giving us a promise as, as his disciples that, that we will do even greater things than what Christ has done on this earth. Not because of who we are, but because he has gone to the Father. Because he has ascended and, and, and sits at God's right hand. And because of Jesus is in us, we are able to do a whole lot more. And I tell you, whenever I think about that and whenever I say that, it makes me go, man, I want more. I want more of that in my life to experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ in a way that shares that love and grace with others. Those who, who may have that darkness all around them, and, and maybe they see that, that little glimmer of light in the horizon. I want to be the one to help share that light with others. You see, when, when we receive and accept and seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, it opens us up to receive what it is that God has for us. Not so that we can say, oh, look at all the great things that we have, but so we can then share that great gift with others. And you know, the best way, my friends, the best way we as a church can live out the commitment that we have made to be followers of Jesus Christ, or if you are a member of this church, the best way that we can live that out is through the act of generosity. Being generous with what God has given us so that others may experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ in their lives. And the best way to see that is through a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 11, which is our scripture for today. I invite you to follow along if you have your Bibles with us, or you can follow along with the words, hopefully, with the words on the screen. Paul is writing to the church of Corinth, and he says these words. Remember this. 
Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now we have two chapters here in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 that deal a lot with generosity. And the generosity that, that we hear in these two different chapters deals with uh, the Macedonian church. They may go, what? The Mace- what? What, what's so important about the Macedonian church? Well, if, if you look in, in Acts chapter 15 through 17, I believe, Paul goes and visits the Macedonian church. And, and the important thing to remember about this was that that was not Paul's original plan. Paul had had no desire or no inkling to go and visit the Macedonian church until God told him to go visit the Macedonian church. And and when he gets there, he realizes that there is something special about this church. That that the believers there are are really excited and and they really are on fire to do what it is that Paul is, is, is guiding them to do so that they can be faithful witnesses of the gospel of Jesus. But see, there's an issue, if you will, of the Macedonian church. They were a very poor church. They, they, they did not have the, the resources or, or the finances of a church, as you would say, in Corinth. That was like at a high market area, a lot of traveling and a lot of stuff that was going on there. Macedonia was a very, very poor church. But, but in the beginning of, of chapter 9, Paul is talking to the Corinthians and saying, Look, I'm about ready to bring some of these people from Macedonia to Corinth on the, on the way to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be embarrassed. And, and the reason why that I'm going to be embarrassed is because they are a whole lot more generous than you are. That, that they know that, that even in the little bit of amount that they have, they are willing to share it abundantly. Matter of fact, in chapter 8, verse 4, Paul says that they urgently pleaded with him for the privilege in sharing in this service to the Lord's people. So they were just 
dying to to have the opportunity to share in the mission and the ministry that Paul was doing all over the known world at that time. They knew the importance of giving. And they knew that whatever that they ended up sowing, they would reap. Now it's important to understand that we have that call in our lives as, as disciples of Jesus Christ to practice generosity of our, of our time, of our talents, and of our treasures. But we have to remember that we don't share these, these, uh, pra the practice of generosity of time, talents, and treasures so that we get something out of it. We share of our time, of our talents, and our treasure so that we can participate in the work that God has given us to do. And my friends, in my five plus years here in Royce City and, and seeing everything that is happening around us, God has given us a lot to do. We have a world around us that, that continues to grow. We have a world around us that, that has people who, as the calendar keeps circling it around, that they, are, they, they, they are entrapped in a form of darkness themselves. And, and they wonder, where in the world is light? Where in the world is, is grace? Where in the world is is truth in a world that wants to make up its own truth so they can force their way on others. I honestly believe that 2022 is going to be, year, be, be a year of growth for our church. I honestly believe that the year 2022 will be a, way, a year that we will see God move in the life of Royce City First United Methodist Church that we haven't seen before. And I personally believe that the best way that we can be a part of this growth is if we ourselves become extremely generous people. One of my biggest excitements and, and blessings over the past year is to see how our, our small groups have, have picked back up again after having to, to shut down for uh, the whole pandemic thing and not have in-person small groups. I, I love the, you know, hearing, uh, I'm a part of a text chain with uh, the men's ministry, the men's group that gathers on Saturday morning, and, and I get, uh, starting on Thursday, these texts, hey, we're getting ready to get back together again on, 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 on Saturday at 9, hope that you're able to make it, you know, uh, try to invite somebody to become and, and be a part of that, and, and the conversations and the joking around that happens on that, that little text string is just hilarious to me. I love it. I love that we have uh, people who have started their own small groups, the, the, uh, the uh, soul, not, not, not the sassy, soul, soul sisters that meet on Tuesday nights. 
and, and how that group has grown. You know, we do have a group called the Sassy Sisters. They're a whole totally different thing. But, you know, they, they're a group that, that gathers and, and they meet together too and, and they encourage and, and, and build each other up. The Mosaic class, that's a class that really got started right at the beginning of the whole uh, the, the end of this pandemic when we got started back up again. I'm excited that the Faith Forward class will be starting back up again and, and people will be involved with that and get their kids involved in Sunday school classes so that they can grow and learn about Jesus Christ. And I'm looking forward to being able to start discipleship groups all over next year to help people connect with one another and connect with the love that God has for them. But you know, there's something else that I'm really excited about. I'm excited that as I drive around Roy City and Fate and Josephine and Caddo and all of the different communities around us, just blown away about all of the growth that is happening in Roy City. I think talking to Carl Alsobrook, our city manager, he said that uh, through, uh, I, I think I'm getting these numbers right, through uh, a couple of last month that there were 1,700 new home permits that were uh, filled in our city. Over 12,000 new home starts have started in our community all around, and there are over 8,000 new home starts waiting to be permitted. That's a lot of growth. And you wouldn't think that with, um, w with COVID and everything happening that that, that growth, you, thought, you would have thought that that growth would have stopped, but it continues to grow faster and faster. And what it says to me as a pastor is that there is a mission field for us to reach not so that we become bigger, not so that we become a, a huge church in Roy City. No, so we share the gospel of Jesus Christ and help people experience that love and grace. So, so maybe that itty-bitty beam of light they see can fully penetrate their lives and that their lives can experience that love and grace of Jesus Christ. And that our witness of Christ reaches their families. So it makes a difference in their lives. But my friends, in order for us to do that, in order for us to, to reach out to our city, we must sow generously. We must sow generously of our time, of our talents, and our treasures. You know, I want you to, to think about our, our financial commitment card and your service card, not as just tasks of, of things that you're doing or, or trying to fill an obligation, but I want you to think about them as, the, the, as Paul was asking the Corinthian church to do as ways to participate in the great adventure of sharing the love and grace of Jesus Christ with each other, but more significantly, for those who have yet to experience God's grace in our community. See, I don't know about you, but for me, that gets me excited. That gets me way more excited than trying to figure out what else I can cook on my Kamado Joe. 
That gets me so excited to know that I, Chris Everson, can participate in a work that will be a blessing for all of you and for the community that is around us. To have an experience with God's grace. To have an experience with God's love, with God's mercy, and with God's justice in a way that we haven't yet experienced. So we're going to close this series. And you may notice we have a, a basket down here. Uh, Trace and I, we put our card in the early service. And I usually like to try to get like a dummy card where I put one in each service. But I'll let you know that our cards are already in there because we have made the commitment alongside you. And I want you to give you, give you an opportunity to respond. If you have your cards with you, I'm, I'm going to invite you to come and, and place your cards within this uh, basket. If you don't have your cards with you, uh, or if you didn't pick one up, I know we have some at each door that uh, after the worship service is over, if you want to go grab them and, and do that and fill that out, or if you want to bring them later next week, you can do that as well. Or if you go online to our website, fumcroycity.live, there's a stewardship card on there that has both the uh, the service card and the financial card on there that, that goes to, uh, it, it's all secure. We're not asking for any financial information on that. But if you would like to fill it out that way, you are more than welcome to do that. But I want to challenge you, as Paul wrote in our scripture today, each of us, I'm not going to say each of you because I am a part of this too. Each of us should give what we have decided in our hearts to give. Not reluctantly or out of compulsion. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Giving may mean a change. Giving may mean that we have to do something different. But the true example of giving is allowing the grace and love of Jesus Christ to fully dwell in our hearts. So together, we see God's kingdom and God's righteousness together. Let us pray. Oh God, as we close this series together, help us to remember to always place you first. To seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. so that we may then participate in the great blessing of sharing your love with others so that more and more people will know Jesus Christ through Royce City First United Methodist Church and lives can be changed because you have changed each and every one of us. So, Lord, as we take this opportunity to put our commitments down, bless them and bless us to be your faithful disciples. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.